everybody, it's time once again for Starship Podcast Warlock. My name is Drew. My name is Jeff. And we are uh, going back in time, uh, rewriting time. I don't know what we're doing exactly. Uh, the time story can here, be rewritten. <laughs> the story here is that uh, when we were going to do uh, series four, season four, for us it's season, season four, although it probably should be series, um, of this podcast, we were going to do uh, individual episodes of uh, a bunch of different shows, and uh, we were going to do AdFab as the first one of those, and uh, the episode we chose was the one we're going to watch today called Sex. Um, but we enjoyed watching it so much that we decided to do the entire first three series, and here we are. Um so we're recording this again because it, it just doesn't make a sense to kind of reuse that previous one. Uh, instead, we're going to do it again, um, in part because it gives us a chance to watch this episode again, which, uh, not to give you too many spoilers, is likely to end up near the top of our rankings, if not at the tippy top. So um, we really love it. Uh, and there's one uh, there's one actor in particular who makes this episode... Um, so great and uh, is a major major part of it um and uh never really did anything after this like it doesn't seem like he uh had much of a career after this but we'll look him up on wikipedia just to see and that person is idris elba um i i love how you're able to say that with you know um uh, so deadpan and i'd say straight face but of course this is over audio but you know yes. well done well thank you um yeah, it turns out he has made a few other things, uh, which we'll talk about uh, right now before we get into the episode. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I'm I'm pretty sure the first thing I saw him in. Well, you know, I'm not sure the order now. Um, I was gonna say it was either Prometheus or Thor, but I may have started The Wire before that. Uh, well, the first thing you saw him in was this, but. Okay, yeah, fair enough, it, it was, but I didn't recognize him. And, and still, you know, all joking aside, when you watch this episode, um, it, it's easy to miss him. He does look a bit different now than he did uh, back when he was, what, 22-ish, maybe? The voice, the voice is uh, is recognizable. That's that's why I think the first time we were like, is it well, really? When we saw the credits or whatever, and we're like, oh my god, yeah, the voice. Absolutely. I mean, it is, but he does spend part of the episode with his tongue frozen, so... Uh, that, this that is does true. get in the way. Um, but yeah, uh, so just hitting some of the highlights to start with, and we'll talk about some of those. Uh, you know, of course, he was Stringer Bell in The Wire, um, which I marathoned a while back, and uh, and I have to agree, it's, it's a great show. Um, season five, maybe notwithstanding, but uh, the first four Believe in particular not, are great. I have never watched it. It's been on the list of things to watch. I just have not gotten to it yet. I mean, and it's it's not something where you're like, I want to watch something funny and light and <laughs> entertaining. Oh, no, I'll watch I, The Wire, I but know, it is a great show. I know the basic idea and setting and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm aware of what mood I would want to be in while watching that. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of people came out of that. Um, so yeah, so it was that. Uh, the other thing that I've probably seen him the most in is Luther. Um, which I've seen, I think, all but the recent, most recent season of, um, and is is also one of those shows that you don't necessarily throw on if you want a lighthearted, uh, you know, take your mind off all the bad things in the world sort of show. But uh, mm -hmm. despite being intense and 
uh, kind of terrifying. It is a great show. Um, and has one of the most uh, agonizing deaths in any show that I've seen. Like, a character dies that I really didn't want to die. Um, let's Are you listening, see. George R. R. Martin? What? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so, of course, he was Heimdall in, in The Thors. Um, and uh, The Avengers as well. It looks like he showed up in those. I, I don't remember everybody showed up in those. Um, Prometheus. Um, one of the, the two alien films that made me stop liking alien films, but he was fine. <laughs> uh, Beasts of No Nation. Uh, great movie. I've um, never seen that one. Interesting. Yeah, um, yet another uh, lighthearted romp through the... Uh, <laughs> the politics of of Africa. Um, Nor have I seen Pacific Rim, believe it or not. Um, yeah, I haven't I mean, seen that one. That one I you know I seen. like kaiju and all that. I just have not not had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, I have seen Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Um, have not seen the live action Jungle Book. Have seen Finding Dory. Have to my chagrin seen Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, sad to say. And I'm sad to say, sorry, Simon Pegg, uh, scripting it didn't help matters. I mean, if it had been the first one, maybe, but it was just like the third one with basically the same plot. And I was just like, nah. Yeah, nah, sounds about right. Um, let's see, did you mention uh, Dark Tower? Uh, no, I was just looking at the uh, the kind of uh, prelude on Wikipedia. Uh, which mm. is, as faithful listeners know, is our source for everything. Um, let's back it up and see what else Wikipedia has to tell us about uh, Idrissa Akuna Elba, uh, who's only about two years older than me. Um, let's see. Uh, he shortened his name at school. Where he first became involved in acting, it's not clear whether that was uh, cause and effect or just happened to be around the same time. Let's see. Uh, won a place in the National Youth Music Theater after a 1,500-pound Princess Trust grant. He was working in nightclubs under the DJ name Big Driss during his adolescence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. That, that's just like, D-R-I-I-S, just to be clear in case you needed the spelling. Isn't that the shortened name for Christopher Robin? <laughs> oh, that's Riss. Oh, God. Excuse me. That was a great in-joke. <laughs> Matt Holfeld, if you're listening, this is your fault. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, his DJing seems to be a big thing. Um, it, it does. I, I believe he continued to DJ for, for quite some time, uh, even while he was a famous actor. So let's see, what else have we got going on here? Um, his first named role was the one we're about to see, apparently, uh, when he was cast as Gigolo on the sex episode of Absolutely Fabulous. Gigolo. Hey, he um, had a name. <laughs> I, hey, it doesn't even say, it says his first named role and it doesn't even say his name, which is Hilton, by the way. Yes. Um, there's a bunch of shows here that I've never seen but I've heard of, such as The Bill and Ultraviolet. Uh, Inspector Lindley Mysteries. He played Achilles in a stage production of Troilus and Cressida. Uh, let's see. And then, of course, Stringer Bell in 2002 to 2004. Um, let's see. When, when he has an American accent, uh, which is 
as I recall, pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was surprised when I heard his uh, his regular accent. Let's no, interesting. See. Uh, well, of course, detective his, agency. Uh, his guest appearance on um, on the American version of The Office. Oh, that I have not seen, because I have not um, seen much of the American version of The Office. Yeah, sadly, I have to admit that too. I haven't seen much of either version, to be honest. It, it. I don't know why that neither of them ever clicked for me. Um, I've seen all of the first one, but may, probably because it was short. Uh, mm. It's pretty agonizing, um, but also brilliant. He was in Twenty Eight Weeks Later, which I don't think I recall. But then I don't recall much of Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, he was in the sequel to Ghost Rider. I didn't even know there was a sequel to Ghost Rider. You're probably better off not knowing that there was a sequel <laughs> to Ghost Rider. Uh, Prometheus we've mentioned, the Thors we've mentioned. Um, what else here? He, I feel like he's done a lot of like animation and like genre stuff. Hmm. Uh, and of course, you Start- mentioned earlier that he was in The Dark Tower, uh, in which he was the protagonist. Mm-hmm. I, I assume, unless there's some weird twist, I don't he know. Was. About, uh, he, he was, yeah. Uh, against the Man in Black was uh, McConaughey, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Which seems like per- perfect casting, but I heard that wasn't good. Yeah, um, I, I haven't watched it either. The reviews were so were so bad. I'm like, it it like I mean, it read to me like you know, um, Last Airbender levels of bad. So I was Ooh, just yikes. like, no, not not. I mean, I never it. even got through the books. I think I I think I read two of them, and I was like, okay, that's that's probably I, I think, enough. I think they bogged down and they get very you know self referential and stuff like that after mm-hmm. a while. Certainly, you know, King was going through his own his own stuff after he got hurt and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it is a very self referential and and uber series in many ways considering how many different um different worlds and characters he pulls in from i mean it's you know it's the stephen king multiverse right although i haven't (laughs) seen castle rock i haven't seen castle rock which is also kind of a uh, um kind of a sort of i forgot uh, that existed there was a time when i was very very into stephen king but i think it probably ended about the time that the the second book in the dark tower series came out and i was just like meh um, started just started reading other things, Clive Barker and Rice, that kind of stuff. Mm. So he was in Rest Cats, <laughs> which uh, my girlfriend and I finally watched. Um, and it's I can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> it is, it is something else. I have to say. I mean, it's, I mean, it's terrible. But it's it's terrible. I think largely because the musical is terrible. Like I, I don't know. I think I probably have said this before, but I don't. I don't know how you would do a better filmed version of that musical, because the musical <laughs> itself it. is so dumb. I mean, there are a couple of spots that I would probably take out that probably weren't necessary. But yeah, I mean, well, it's... you know, I, I, let's put it this way. I I remember seeing a certain production of Cats in college with a certain somebody sitting several rows in front of me, and uh, who I could clearly hear say at one point, "Oh my God, is that real?" I mean, I don't even see how that's relevant in this current conversation, but... Well, <laughs> um, multiple reasons, uh, but uh, but what I was going to say is, um, you know, you, you've taken that away and replaced it with um, CGI sphincters, so um, <laughs> you've taken, a, you've taken away mean... the one part of Cats that is actually somewhat interesting, and that was the visuals as far as I was concerned. Well, I don't know that you've completely taken that away. I mean... I won't go into detail, but Jason Derulo is in this movie. 
So that's all I'll say. So I'm just not going to comment for the next <laughs> hour or so. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, he was, uh, of course, McCavity in that film. And uh, that's all we need to say, really. Uh, it is it is remarkable to see him in it. It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but then again, Judy Dench is in it. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Also, uh, Judy Dench, Judy Dench um, has done uh, musicals before, right? I, I see. Oh, yeah. Recall that she, that I forget which role she originated that I remember thinking, oh, my God, really? Back in well, the day. Oh. yeah. And she was she was supposed to be. I want to say Grizabella in one of the maybe the original production, but mm. hurt her leg or something and couldn't do it. Interesting. Um, so I, which I think is partly why they cast her in, in this, in this version, but interesting. Uh, let's see. He was cast as the voice of knuckles in Sonic, the hedgehog two, which I, I didn't know there was going to be a sequel to. And I wish I didn't know there was a, a first one. <laughs> May I repeat my ghost rider advice? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I think my. the Sonic Hedgehog movie, that was the one that had Jim Carrey, I think, playing. Um, I think you're right. Dr. Robotnik, I think. Uh, just not something that ever uh, I, I ever needed to uh, see a story about. But and actually, actually, yeah. that's that's funny, because as I recall, when they first showed footage of Sonic, um like the fanboys were up in arms over over the CGI for that, so like mm-hmm. I feel like so, that's something that that and Cats has in common. So uh, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, well, anyway, uh, now there's a whole section on music, uh, which let's see, kind of just skimming here. A lot of DJing, but he has released EPs and singles, and I don't know whether those are like mixes. Or if he's if it contains songwriting that he's done, I'm not aware of it. Uh, might be interesting to check out. Um, featured on remixes of songs. Let's see. Featured on a Macklemore and Ryan Lewis album. She appears in a Taylor. He appears in a Taylor Swift song. I'm afraid. Uh. Oh, there is another season yeah. of Luther filming right now, by the way, apparently. Of? Luther. Damn it, I just got the complete set, and now it's not complete. Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched the most recent one, uh, as I've mentioned. Uh, yeah. But I will gather my um, my stamina for whatever horrifying look into the human psyche it presents. Let's see. Other works. Just skimming through here. Uh, in, in case you're new to the podcast somehow, um, it, we don't do our research ahead of time. We we kind of just uh, read things uh, on Wikipedia as we go, which is great podcasting, as you no doubt have concluded. Kickboxing. He did 12 months of kickboxing and MMA training. That's exciting. Um, and he won something, his first professional kickboxing fight and win. Huh. Married three something times. Something I'm not sure I wanted to know about his personal life since 2013. Oh, Ellen no. has confirmed in interviews that he has a foot fetish. <laughs> he uh, answered. For example, 
<laughs> yes, for Go example, ahead. in 2016, telling UK Esquire, I've got a foot fetish, women's feet. You, I don't really think they needed the quote for that, but okay. And answering <laughs> in the affirmative to the question while connected to a polygraph for Vanity Fair in 2019. Connected to a polygraph? Why oh did you, I mean, did you not quite believe him when he said this? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I like has confirmed in interviews, plural. I mean, you know mm -hmm. what? Good on him for feeling no shame about his 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 foot fetish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rear of the Year. He won the male title for the Rear of the Year Award in Britain in 2017. He's in it up to arrears. Yep. Uh, a couple Sexiest Men uh, Awards. Can I understand that? So there's actually a whole separate filmography, which we'll now turn over to and see if there's anything we missed. Um, I'm looking see, down the you, list and seeing if there's anything that I know. Did you mention Suicide Squad? I didn't. No, I haven't okay. seen that. Uh, have you? Yeah, I haven't either. Nope. Um, let's. I mean, see. let's face it. We both want to watch it because Capaldi's in it. You know. Uh, I um, actually don't. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of, I, I've seen pictures of him in it, and I, I kind of just don't want to, I don't. Um, he, I he just did a can't. voice in an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, no way. Nice. Uh, yeah, a lot of things I've heard of on the film list, but have not seen. Mm -hmm. um, and on the TV list, which I think you've already gotten to. Uh, what else do we have here? <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, that, I assume, has to be in a, a situation where he's like, I love this show, let me do a cameo on it. And they're like, of yeah, course. 2011, so that show had already been on for 10 years at that point. I mean, although, you know, it was sporadic. but yeah. I think we covered a lot of the big stuff. Um, so but too. he has been in quite a, a lot of things. Uh, no doubt... Uh, launched by being on AbFab in this particular role, you know, people oh, saw absolutely. this and they're like, we need this guy um, to play a multifaceted uh, <laughs> drug trafficker <laughs> on our hard-hitting series. Get me that gigolo. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I, I think that uh, that can conclude our wrap-up of Idris Elba's uh, storied career. Um, and we will now enjoy his performance in this storied episode. Um, we'll just take a short little break and we'll come back and watch it all together. All right, it's time for us to watch Sex Together, specifically the third episode of the third series of Absolutely Fabulous. Um, as you are no doubt well aware at this point, uh, Jeff and I have queued up our uh, various watching systems to zero on the episode. Uh, I will say three, two, one, play. When I say play, we all hit play together, and we get to watch this episode in sync. Jeff, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, play. Lie back and think of AbFab. <laughs> Yeah, it does seem like the overhead shot is a thing now. Oh, maybe, yeah. Oh, maybe um, always has been. I don't know. I feel like we should tally it and see how many episodes start that way. Yeah. I think almost all of them. <laughs> you know, that VR thing will catch on any day now. Yes. 
Money for nothing and your chicks for free. <laughs> I mean, the setup I have is not that different. 25 years later. <laughs> 26 years later. I don't have a glove, though. I have, like, ski pole handles. I have a Nintendo Power Glove somewhere. Do you? Yep. Interesting. Like, it's, it's easy to be like, Safi is overreacting here, but she knows she'll do it if she really gets into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like my closet. It's from Shakespeare, right? It should be. <laughs> Looks like something Rick would wear on the young ones. It's the red star. Maybe, yeah. It's the yellow. Well, Safi, you did want to move out. I know. like a six degrees of separation situation here. Six years. Okay. This is helping our timeline. So he was there when he was 13.
Is she just pushing it into the door jam? <laughs> Wait, haven't we seen this room once before? Oh, yeah, it does look like Safi's room. I'm always amused by the Cowboys and 49ers stuff, all the American stuff he has up. Mm -hmm. Of course, he ends up in New York. Yeah. I always feel like she puts one too many L's in that. Unbelilical, but it's funny that way. <laughs> Her face. <laughs> I love how she straightens up like a dog that's heard a mailman at the door. Well, it's all, I mean, you know, there's Eddie's reaction to just looking at the pages, like every single facial expression. Mm <laughs> Over, say, a baby monitor. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just feel like she's <laughs> she's insulting Patsy kind of yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> if it was done today it would be using tinder probably yeah <laughs> she couldn't even split the infinitive <laughs> no <laughs> I almost feel like that was improvised. <laughs> I know, mother. And how's that working out for you, Safi? I know. They're oblivious.
It's not what I remember out of Francis Hodgson Burnett. <laughs> like I feel like of all the role reversals that the show does that that kind of um it's that's the most the perfect text. yeah <laughs> another magazine in there just looking at like furniture and cookery <laughs> I love that they both want to see it you know the funny thing is you you almost think that Eddie should be happy that uh, Safi's looking at it. I know. Oh, wow, that title did catch on. <laughs> at least in Eddie's mind. <laughs> so good bubble you know it's it's at least twice as funnier with the accent like i mean I it just makes the character <laughs> these two I feel like this guy is every 
gay guy in Rochester. <laughs> the goatee. Then again, maybe it was just 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, buy is okay. I mean, but. <laughs> They're not going to split hairs. Down below. Thank you. <laughs> oh god again it's just it's the physical comedy in this as much as mm -hmm. the writing <laughs> and of course the way that's directed <laughs> Femidomes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh, that's not what they're supposed to do. I love that she just appears and then gets shooed out. I mean, it's shot so well that you don't even see her in that scene until she gets the turnaround. I know. <laughs> and we don't see and this that outfit walk. that Eddie had on before. Mm -hmm. She looks like she's in Jefferson Airplane or something. <laughs> kind of a gray slick sort of deal. I can see that. Or early heart, maybe. <laughs> God. <laughs> He's so cheesy. 
ladies and gentlemen, Idris Elba. Appear on TV, you mean? <laughs> he was being talked about as a James Bond uh, true. actor at one point. <laughs> I love that she just like rapid fires out all these come ons. She has a dirty Hungarian phrase book. <laughs> he likes feet, so Patsy. <laughs> I love that she's actually watching. <laughs> Hilt. Again, the physical comedy coming up. Mm. <laughs> On speaking of which, <laughs> it seems like it might be helpful. <laughs> I love the parallel that both couples screw up uh, what they've been offered. Yeah. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I love how concerned she is. And I love that they settle in and watch the video. <laughs> frantic they all are. See, this is sort of one of those roam around the city ad-libbing sequences, but mm -hmm. it actually really, really works. Because it's funny. Talk. <laughs> I feel like this is, all right, it's either a Doctor Who moment or like a Scooby-Doo bit. <laughs> We're just caught up in the drama. <laughs> I mean, it is applied genetics, right? It kind of is. They're applying their genetics. I wonder if any of this is censored for you on Hulu. Nope, it was, uh, they showed the whole thing. Nice. I'm kind of surprised by that. Get on you, Lou. I've seen this episode well enough, I know where the cuts <laughs> are. <laughs> yes.
Yes. Uh, well, that was sex. And uh, we'll talk about it right after this short break. All right, we are back to talk about sex. The third episode in the third series of AbFab. Uh, and the oh, last that's time I'll get to make that joke. <laughs> um, well, uh... I would ask you what you think, but I know what you think. Uh, it's probably the same thing that I think, which is this is perfect. Um, yep. I honestly don't know what I would change about it. Probably nothing. Um, except maybe to make it slightly longer. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, There's a stifter spray for that. Yeah, oh, good. Um, mm. It's it's just... Uh, all the jokes are so good. Uh, they follow so naturally, I think, one from the other, except maybe for the VR bit at the beginning. Uh, and who cares? Yeah, that's, um, that's padding. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, the additional characters, um, you know, her her hairdresser and his, his boyfriend are just so funny. Um, and all the little ad-libs like, a clue. <laughs> at least I assume it's a, it might not be an ad-lib. Maybe it's not. Them going through the book, the Bubbles bit, I mean, uh, <laughs> Grand's lines, all of which are just pure gold, like every every single thing she says. Um, uh, it's just so good. I don't know yeah, what else to it, say about it. No, it's true. I mean, that's why, you know, during the episode I was focusing on, as much as everything, you know, look at the direction on this, the fact mm-hmm. that they, they make sure that the reveal of Gran in the, you know, I'm sure the audience is one thing, but I mean, as shot for the camera, you don't even know Gran is in that scene until she turns around mm-hmm. um, and, and reveals that she's got his, what she's got her uh, hands in. And um, uh, it, there's, you know, the fact that the, the reveal, the, the classic, you know, trench coat type reveal, we never even see Eddie's <laughs> yes. uh, original outfit. And not to mention, like, the, the reaction on, um, you know, that Patsy has so many great reactions on that one, like the, oh, dear mm-hmm. God, and, and, you know, what the hell do I say to her? Now, mm-hmm. And, of course, the, uh, the razzle, that whole reaction. Oh, my um, God. Certainly, uh, Eddie and Safi trying to uh, hide the fact that they've, uh, seen each other, you know, Safi reaching for the uh, for the book. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, so many little little bits and pieces. Um, you know, you mentioned for Christopher the a clue. The other bit, of course, is the well. At least we know he's straight. Oh, oh do, do we? we? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Which just, I, I'm not sure I've ever like puzzled out exactly what that reaction means. I, I've always assumed that um, like that David tried to find out. Or uh, that Christopher knows otherwise and is trying not to. <laughs> but in that case, why say anything? I don't know. It's I, very funny, though. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I think it was it was a little marital thing. Like, oh, you you, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but I think that Christopher probably knows more about um, about him. Yeah, uh, in some way. Uh, yeah, um, it, like you mentioned, the the Scooby bits in the hallway. <laughs> um, I mean, even the even little zinger at the end um, was uh, was classic. I mean, okay, the, the the running gag of the fact that Eddie could just be paranoid about uh, about Gran trying to watch her, and then finding out, of course, that uh, that in fact it's true. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, and and like I mentioned, the fact that of all the role reversals, this feels like this is like the the 
the queen mother of uh, of role reversals, mm-hmm. um, and it, it just works about. Uh, you know, I mean, I debate about whether or not um, you know where Surge is in the timeline, and whether or not you know Eddie said she doesn't do sex when at least we know at least one example where yeah. she very clearly does. Um, but you know what? Um, I'm sorry, this episode is perfect, and so the other the, the other episode, even though that was a really good episode as well, that one just has to be explained away somehow because this is um, that this is and will always be like if there's one episode that I want to show to somebody to well I I don't know you know the best episode of a series you feel like once I show it to them then it's you know will they want to watch the rest of them because it's not because it's you know, all downhill from there, I suppose, in some ways. But I also feel like it's it's great to hook somebody on the show with something like yeah, this. And I, I feel mean, it's, like it's something, it's compact enough you get the concept right off the bat. You don't right, need to really read right. into who these characters are. I mean, it's a gradual, it's a gradual downhill slope if it is one. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, agreed. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very gentle one. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the whole business of, you know, reconciling... Uh, new best friend with this in terms of the way she gets rid of Bettina. Um, maybe we assume that's an act of desperation. She doesn't really want to like hook up with this guy, but she kind of does because she has to, it doesn't mean she's enjoying it or feeling secure about it, but certainly she doesn't act like she's embarrassed about it uh, later. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. Uh, well, I mean, it's all well, relative, we- I suppose. We we watch Doctor Who. I'm sure we could talk to you. Know, I like talk to me about canon. Talk to me about you know Stephen Moffat coming up for mm-hmm. some way to. I, I'm sure there would be some you know um, uh, midlife meta crisis or something like that that would be explaining that away. Yeah, she maybe underestimates her own or overestimates her own kind of like uh, ineptitude or or uh, lack of having sex. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Like, she complains about the closet, and, oh, my God, I don't have any room here, blah, 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 mm-hmm. even though, obviously, it's a very spacious closet. It's kind of the same thing in that regard. That Imagine, oh, I don't have sex or anything like that or whatever. And, and when she probably has, I mean, sure, not at the level of, of Patsy, obviously. Um, yeah. But uh, but I, I think she's had her her share, and this does retcon it a little bit. But um, Plus, but she, I also f- she knows Bettina's husband, like right. he's not a total stranger to her, you know. That doesn't that doesn't count. Or you know, yeah. for all I know, um, yeah, you know, if it was, um, there are certain things that that as we've learned for with Bill Clinton and with other things like that, there's certain ways that people can excuse and say, well, that's not really sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of things. You know, it's all audio, so judge from that. That's true. Um, so. One thing we find out in here, which I don't think I was really listening to to try to figure out before, is that Serge lived there at least until he was 13. He's been gone six years. Um, judging by the stuff that's there, I'm guessing he was there until he was at least 15. Maybe 16. Um, so he's something like possibly 22 now. Which sort of squares up with what we were thinking. If she married Marshall when she was like 18 or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, had Serge. But then the whole the whole business of she has Safi and then she's like, oh, you, you know, kind of ruined my life by making me a mom or whatever. Uh, still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but whatever. 
Um, well, I mean, it's also true that, um, you know, you, I, I've seen this happen before with siblings like you, um, and, you know, if a parent, um, if there's one child who's far away, that one is the angel and the one that's close mm-hmm. is the one that uh, all the strife happens um, with. So I, I can kind of picture her um, being, you know, having these rose tinted memories of Serge. I mean, she can't even remember what the guy looks like for God's sakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. As opposed to Safi, because Safi is, is close there and, and is the one that is setting the boundaries as well on top of all that. We, so. we also don't know. I thought about this um we also don't know who had custody of Serge. Like maybe Marshall had custody of him to begin with, had his alcohol problems or whatever, and then Serge came to live with Adina, and then eventually maybe went back to Marshall or maybe just got emancipated somehow. So well, there's also, all sorts of uh, ways that he could not have been there, I suppose. I mean, it's interesting if you consider that... Um, you know, I, I'm struck by the fact that the sports teams are all American sports teams. I, mm-hmm. I think there were there were soccer uh, teams. Ooh, that that's a good point. Well yeah, but but you know, there's there's Niners and Steelers and Rams. Oh my, um, and Cowboys. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I, I don't know how typical that is. I'm kind of curious. Um, you know, yeah, but of the of the '80s, I guess. Either either way, it would make a lot of sense if he was living in America with Marshall for a while. Yeah. So. Interesting. I don't know if anyone on the show has really thought about this to this extent. Uh, well, I would hope Jennifer Sanders has. Hopefully. I mean, you'd hope. Yeah. You'd hope. I'm sure she must have some idea. Um, another thing Jennifer, about this. Jennifer, if you're listening, tweet please, at us. Starship please be a Warlock. guest on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I realize Idris Elba was mostly responsible for why this particular episode was great. But, you know, you <laughs> had a hand in it. And we think you should be on this this podcast. That's very gracious. <laughs> um, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, this is this is one of the gayer episodes too of AbFab, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think which ones would be more so. I mean, there is an episode called "Gay," which is yeah. interesting. So some of the later ones, I think, you know, and and when Serge finally appears, maybe right. Um, and of course, Justin and Oliver being there would would make it that way. But this is well, yeah. I mean, it's funny too if you consider that like the world that they, I mean, you know, the stereotype of of um, you know that they've done stuff in the in the fashion world and and magazines and things like that. And you figure mm-hmm. that you would see maybe a bit more of that because of that. Although it's been focused more on their on their hedonism for the most part. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it could be that some of the characters that we've seen already in the show, some of the guest stars and stuff like that are gay, but there's been, you know, nothing to show us evidence of that one way or another. In this case, it becomes a central part of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Which is really fun. I, I can't remember if these characters reappear. I want to say, I, think I feel Christopher like Christopher does, does yeah. I, I'm but pretty I can't sure remember how long it takes. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, is, that's a that's a great aspect of it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I, I'm afraid I don't remember his name, but the the actor appeared on. Um, uh, there was a show called The Thin Blue Line with him. Oh and yeah, Atkinson um, playing um, policeman. I always forget he was on that. that. Yeah. Uh, no, that's all I had. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I thought there was more. No. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said while we were watching it, like I feel like his look is is the look of like every gay dude that I knew 
<laughs> around that time in college, like with the goatee, the jeans, the jacket. I don't know. Something about it is just so of its time. Hmm. Uh, and I never really noticed that until now, but like every aspect of it is just perfectly, uh, perfectly on point there. So what I think you're saying is that doesn't he look the, the part? part. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, what else? Uh, well, Idris Elba was very funny in this. I mean, we've been joking about, uh, about it, but like what he had to do, I thought was very entertaining. Um, you know, kind of react to Patsy's like incredibly unsubtle come ons and do the whole, uh, tongue thing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's the, actually the, the funny thing for me was watching his eyes when he realizes what the hell he just did. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all in the eyes, man. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've we've both seen this a bunch a bunch of times, so mm-hmm. there's there's not a whole lot else to say other than uh, I'm glad we did get to it because uh, it is. Oh, perhaps um, the one pinnacle. other thing. I, yeah. I, I think we we didn't mention is of course Safi's supporting cast, which you know we we have. Oh um, yes, <laughs> we have uh, Naoko Mori show up, um, mm-hmm. and you know she she has a great turn later on, um, mm-hmm. which is funny also considering you know what she's gone on to do afterwards, you know in Miss Saigon and then in uh, in Doctor Who and Torchwood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but but anyway, um, you know the others I think we don't really see otherwise uh, other than this, but they they all had their little. Um, they're little bits that were actually pretty funny in their own regard. So yep. like, uh, again, in terms of talking about nothing wasted, like, I mean, that could have just been a little, okay, that's the drag of the episode, but no, they, they were, they were funny and dorky in their own. Their own uh, way. it's, they are so awkward. So <laughs> like, just it's, it's painful, uh, to listen to that conversation. Um, and it's, it's just so perfect in that regard as well. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah. They're very nerdy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, it's funny that the 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 guys maybe are are not as nerdy as the uh, as the women in that one but uh, but they're both <laughs> um gentix. No, that's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh god. Yep, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's wrap up then. Um, we could probably talk about every moment in this in detail, but time marches on. And we will be doing episode four, of course, next time around. So until then, this has been Drew. This has been Jeff. And you've been listening to Starship Podcast Warlock. Warlock. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. A clue.